Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, and Mike Bellino, and our special guest Louis Anderson. Up next, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive is a Minnesota family-owned business. It started in the 50s. It's grown by leaps and bounds, especially in the past few years, and they now have 23 dealerships spread across two states. The Walzer way includes upfront, no-haggle pricing on every single new and used vehicle they sell. If you change your mind, no problem. Check out Walzer's three-day return and 30-day exchange policy. I'm a customer, my family are customers, and many of my friends have bought cars from them. The Walzer way is really different, and I know you'll be pleasantly surprised. For great deals on new or used Acura, Audi, Buick, BMW, Chevrolet, Chrysler, Dodge, GMC, Honda, Hyundai, Jaguar, Jeep, Land Rover, Lexus, Mazda, Mercedes, Mini, Nissan, Porsche, Ram, Subaru, or Toyota, go to Walzer.com, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. I tell you, Molina, this new router sounds much, much better as far as delay is concerned, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Much, much better. We like that. We're uh, about a minute away from Louie. We're, we're, we're calling Louie, or is he calling us? Well, now he says calling in a couple of minutes, so I think he's calling us. Okay, Good. so he's calling us. But he has a heart out of 220, so we still got 15 minutes yeah. with him, so that's fine. He has a new book out called Hey Mom, Stories for My Mother, but you can read them too. We'll talk to Louie Anderson as soon as he picks up the phone and dials. We're looking forward to that. Also, later on this hour, Angela Santomero, uh, Preschool Clues, Raising Smart, Inspired, Engaged Kids in a Screen-Filled World, uh, was released just this week, as a matter of fact. And she was part of uh, Blue's Clues, you said, right, Andy? Co-creator, yeah. Oh, God, I love Blue's Blue's Clues. Well... Not really. I mean, ah! I was way too old. <laughs> That's really. But you well, did somebody watch liked it. it. Maybe it was Alex. I think yeah, Alex maybe. might have even. Let's see, uh, 1996. So she would have been seven. Yeah, I suppose yeah, that's, that's right on the about, money for her. Yeah, well, you were only nine. That's her jam, not yours, I guess. Yeah, he's far too sophisticated for Blues Clues. <laughs> well, I mean, it's for kids who are like at nine. <laughs> it's for like preschool. Mm, oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, it is preschool. Well, I suppose that would make that sense. That was a cute show. 
Boy, this is not uh, really good news for the ex-Best Buy CEO. What happened? The lead story in the Star Tribune. Former Best Buy CEO Brad Anderson was completely shocked when he learned that a conservative political advocacy group, to which he donated $25,000, was involved in an ugly anti-Muslim social media campaign during the 2016 presidential campaign, Anderson said in a Friday interview. Anderson said he gave to the group Secure America Now because he shared its position on protecting Israel. I never had any anti-Muslim desire, Anderson said in an interview from his Florida home. Anderson said he will not be donating to Secure America Now in the future. His financial support of the group, as well as a $25,000 donation from Olympus Ventures, LLC, a venture capital group associated with Best Buy founder Richard Schultz, has sparked controversy that has swept in Minnesota's third largest corporation and other companies with which Anderson and Schultz were or are affiliated. Best Buy unequivocally values diversity and religious tolerance within our company and in the uh, communities in which we work and live, the company said in a statement on Friday. Olympus Ventures issued a statement Friday saying it was unaware of Secure America Now's anti-Muslim social media campaign. Is it anti-Muslim? I I don't know anything about this, and I'm not... uh, I don't know I don't have an opinion on this at all. But is it anti-Muslim or anti-terrorist? Because there's a big difference. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure they're not going to be showing what he's talking about because if they did, then it wouldn't. <sighs> yeah. Why don't we just stop having corporations donate to politicians? Just stop altogether. It's not a bad idea, you know. Yeah. Just They, they just can't do it. Yeah, that's probably no one's true. allowed, and no one's allowed to give money to anybody. Another, another <laughs> truth. Mayberry RFD says this is another reason Trump won in 2016. This group was warning America about radical Islam, just like liberal groups warn America about radical Christians or Jews. The difference being, radical Christians and Jews don't blow people up. Um, so I have a question for you: Are there radical uh, Christian uh, groups? Uh, Not really anymore. Maybe 30 um, yeah, years I'm ago. Yeah, sure there are. There's a radical group. of Any group has some sort of yeah, I suppose. radical element to it. I suppose it's true. I mean, there's just yeah, people that this, always have to take everything to the to crazy level. Probably. Well, I don't That's know. That's the thing. Melina, do you send know. me this stuff just to depress me? Is that what you do? Well, you know. <laughs> so uh, the S&P is down... 74, the Nasdaq's down 192. Uh, the Dow, though. The Dow, it doesn't show the Dow on here. I think if you click one time, it'll, it'll be right at the top. It was down 756. Yeah, I thought so. 756? Yep. Oh, is that because that $100 billion thing with China? Yep. Oh, probably. Is that what we're talking about? The anti Trump is talking about a $100, $100 billion uh, tariff against uh, China. So I'm sure that's what it is because I just wish uh, John Kelly or Milani or somebody could just take his phone away from him. He would just shut I up. I would agree. <laughs> just, could you just shut up and get off of Twitter? That would be really, really good. Uh, Band TT228 says anti-Muslim ads. Not all Muslims were targeted by these ads. It's not nice to paint all Muslims with that brush. So it wasn't an anti-Muslim thing. It was an anti... See, here's the, here's the problem. I don't know anything about this. So what I'm trying to do is learn. And apparently these ads were not anti-Muslim. They were anti-terrorist, according to most people. There's a huge difference there. Huge difference. It's yeah, like, but they're desperate to make Trump look bad somehow. 
Well, it's like saying that all Catholics were involved in the, uh, what was that called again, the uh, Spanish Inquisition? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they, sorry, that's they, not the case, you know. Total crap, one Google search and you know with zero doubt what this organization is about. Uh, hmm, gee, wonder why, because it's in the paper today. Did it say that in 2016 he made the donation? Uh, then they, they go on and on and on about this, so I don't know uh, what their situation is, but... Um, it says here, the headline in the Star Tribune says, former Best Buy CEO gave money to group involved in anti-Muslim media campaign. Now, if it wasn't anti-Muslim, it was just anti-terrorist, then why would you put that headline in your newspaper? And I'm not taking sides here, but somebody's wrong. It's more inflammatory. Yeah, but I mean, somebody's wrong believe what they're told to believe. They don't do research. They just hear what they're told and say, okay, I believe this now. Yeah, I guess that's what it. I just, I, I really wish people could grow up and just get. Uh, nope. Get all, it's not going to happen, is it? No. It's just not going to happen, and that's just how it is. And ah, oh God, here's the real story. No, it's not the real story. Then you go, and it's by the way, if you get one opinion, you can't find the middle ground because the other opinions are way on the other side of the issue. So I don't know what the hell. Do you to think tell that you. newspapers are intentionally doing the well, all news outlets, including television, yes. that they they put the story up wrong so that there's like a big outcry and everybody's all upset, yeah, and then and that. then the real story develops. Yes, that's exactly what over they do. the next week. Yeah, technically, if they retract their statement, then they are not held responsible for anything. Exactly. So. They can lie all they want as long as they say, oh, just kidding. Yeah, because if they get people upset, more people read it. Yeah, because who's going to read the retraction? Nobody, because yeah. they bury it on page eight. Exactly. And that's very true. Um, we're in a situation now where the markets are all just really getting hammered. Tanking big time. 718.62 uh, on the Dow Jones, what you said. That was at 309, so that was just two minutes ago. Oh, what about the jobs report? Uh, this is disappointing jobs well, They said report. we added yeah. 103,000, but still, yeah. Uh, right. Why is that disappointing? Dow plunges 3% on trade tension, disappointing jobs report. Uh, crude is down to 61.89 and had for a while been up at 66. Uh, we're just basically going to be over political arguments. We're going to try to destroy this country, aren't we? I mean, you can. No, we're not going to try. Well, that's what they're trying to do right now. Hmm. I mean, basically, what that is. First of all, the president needs to get the hell off of Twitter and shut up. That would be really, really good. If he got off of Twitter and he shut up, that would be really, really nice. But it also would be really, really nice if all these greedy bastards who were involved, and not everybody involved in the stock market is a greasy ba- greedy bastard. That's not what I'm saying. But a lot of them are. So it's all about them and protect, you know, tech, protecting themselves. And uh, oh, I gotta have, I gotta rake in my money while I have a chance. I don't know. Oh yeah, when you can make a ton of money destroying somebody else, it's <sighs> just know. not really a good situation. By you know, we'll we'll keep an eye on. Yeah, the Dow Jones at last, at last count, just uh, now three minutes ago, is down about seven twenty. That's pretty accurate in, in any case. It is it is what it is. Hey, Louie's not ready to go, huh? Nope. 
I love Louie and the fact that he always does this. I got to be on right at 2.05, and I got to be off at 2.20, well, hard out. That's probably, all there is to it. You no, know, you know how he is, though, once he gets talking. He's well, nuts. Plus, he's so dealing I with two people. Guy, uh, I, I personally, I don't know how he could deal with them because he's talking to uh, Kelly Ripa and Ryan Seacrest. Oh. When, when's he doing that? I don't know. He's doing something right now with them. Oh, oh he's doing it right now set. with them. Uh, okay, so they're oh, holding him up. Terrible news. What? I don't know if I should say it. Yeah, we'll say it. Tim Lammers just lost his dad. Oh, I'm very sorry to hear that. Tim Lammers uh, adores his father. Well, his he father put it on cop. Facebook. So yeah, I guess well, that's why you'd bring it up. Yeah. We're very sorry to hear Tim Lammers, of course, uh, work on the KQ Morning Show. He works on this show. Uh, Tim adores his father, so it's very, very tough to hear that, uh, that Tim had lost his father. His dad told his nieces, make sure they bury me face down so everyone can kiss my ass. <laughs> no wonder he loved his dad. <laughs> uh, he's my kind of guy. He was a cop, right? Uh, I know he had several cops in his family. I think his father was a cop for a while in any case. I think he might have been a county sheriff or something. Somewhere in law enforcement. But uh, God bless him and uh, all the best to the Lammers family. Very, very nice family. It's uh, losing my mother was tough. It, the bad news for Tim is, I got to tell you, and uh, Mike Molina can tell you the same thing, that uh, don't worry about it. You'll get over it in about never. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, that's, the, that's the whole problem is it just never, it gets better, but it doesn't go away. Yeah. You know, you think about them all the time, and uh, it's just sad. Just a very, very sad situation. So the best, all the best to the to the Lammers family. Yes. Let's try to change it up here a little bit. I'm glad you did bring that up, though, so we could honor Tim's father. Describe to me a garbage plate, a woman in a biker jacket set on a recent Saturday, approaching a table of meat for sale at Gowanus, Brooklyn. Gowanus? On a street uh, equidistant to a waste management business and a Whole Foods. <laughs> so there's go. waste management and there's Whole Foods. Whatever you need, we got. Heaven on earth, the cook replied, spreading his arms in praise. More specifically, it's homemade. Do you see this? Yeah, I see it. It looks phenomenal, but it looks like it, there's about 8 billion mm, calories in it. That doesn't look phenomenal to me. That looks like heartburn and indigestion to it's, me. You put you, you put half a plate full of tater tots. The other half of the plate is full of macaroni and cheese. On top of that, you put uh, cooked carrots. And on top of the cooked carrots, you put a... Uh, hash or something? A beef hash. Ugh. Looks fantastic, but it looks like you could eat it about oh, once a month and not anything else once for the rest of the month. month. I'm just saying you couldn't eat anything else for the rest of the month. Oh, okay. That's the whole that problem. Is some... If that's Louie calling in, we, got, we only got two and a half minutes to go in this segment. Oh. So unless he can hang over well, you'll have to into ask the him. next segment, that would be good. That Otherwise, be this good. is going to be a two-minute interview. Well, uh, we can probably hang out for pop a couple him up seconds. On. Or maybe we can just insert the commercials after no. we're done talking to him. No. No. What are you, fun? No, I'm just telling what you, you. With two minutes two? to go, we can't do that. No. All right, that is Mr. Anderson. Uh, Louis, Mr. Anderson, uh, who's Louis, that? Okay, Louie, you're with us. Yeah, do you want me to call you back? Is it easier? N- no, I thought you'd, do you still have, what time's your hard out? Um, you tell me what you want to do and I'm going to do it. Well, we could talk to you for a minute and a half now, take a two-minute break, and then come back and talk to you for as long as you can stay. I love it. Like, 
you know, five Don't minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, whatever. I love so it. I love it. Whatever on. you know, now, like fifteen, like fifteen minutes after the break. That would be like, magnificent. We can talk we for at least fifteen after the break. Yeah, that'll be wonderful. So, so okay. basically, I just do you want to? We're, we're going to go to break in like literally seventy-five seconds. Do you want to just schmooze for seventy-five seconds before we go to sure. the break? Yeah, let's do it. I'd love to. Now, what were you just doing? I was just on the phone with uh, the. Uh, the segment producer for uh, Kelly and Ryan. And when, when are you going to do Kelly and, and Ryan? Which was Kelly and yeah. Mike, and then Regis and Kelly, and then, right. you know, Regis and Kathy <laughs> Lee. Regis and, and Kathy Lee. And then it was so, Regis and, do you remember who it was before Regis and, and Kathy Lee, Tom? No. 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 I can't think of the woman's name, but there was another person. I didn't know that. I yeah. had no idea that that was true. Oh, when it was a when it was a local show in New York City. Yeah, when it was a local oh. show. Yeah. Yeah, God, I know because I I was actually living was a, in New York. She was, when, a, she was a well-known celebrity. The woman I can't think of her name. Yep, she was. Well, anyway, here's so what we'll Stephanie show. Edwards. What is it? The it, seventy-one to eighty-one. It was uh, Ralph Story and Stephanie Edwards. No. Yeah, Stephanie Edwards. Regis. No. Regis was with Stephanie too. I think. I think that oh. might be right. Uh, he also was with Cindy Garvey. Cindy yeah, Garvey, Steve right. Garvey's wife. Yeah, that's exactly right. All right, we'll take that's a break. Right. We'll be right back with Louie Anderson right after this. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company? A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My pillow is offering more than 50% off his four pack special, which includes two premium my pillows and two go anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now's the perfect time to get your first my pillow. If you already know how great the my pillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the Tom Art right. Show. Our very special guest, Louis Anderson, uh, his 85th book, I think it is. Have you ah. written like 85 books? 90. No, 90? <laughs> no, this, 90. Is my, uh, this is my fourth book. That's very funny, though. Hey, what is the promo code again for the MyPillow? MyPillow promo code is KQRS. I just oh, left great. the same one on here that they have in the radio. Or Tom. I just love it. You can, Tom, I love it. Promo code thing. Tom is good. Tom is yeah, my favorite. Really... My pillow. Who doesn't want a my pillow? See, I'll tell Mike Lindell uh-huh. you said that. Yeah, I like him. It's a good oh, God, when he, Yeah, when he comes on, I always go, yeah, do it. Get those pillows. <laughs> it's all true. They're nailing him in the Star Tribune, though, because he's he's a, he's a, a devout Christian. 
and a Trump supporter, so they don't they don't they're not too happy with him right now. Oh, so of I, course. I, I, I find wrong. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're successful. Let's tear you down. Yeah, it's pretty much common, true. It's a common thing because you know you need a story. Yeah, need a story. Right. Louie Anderson with us. Hey, Mom, stories for my mother, but you can read them too, actor. And by the way, I'm going to read this the way it's written, so don't okay, take don't, this personally. So I don't okay? have to take it personal. Okay, good. No. Actor <laughs> and iconic stand-up comedian, Louie Anderson. That's fitting. Won an Emmy that Award in 2016. <laughs> well, thank you. Iconic and old. Huh? You can't be iconic unless you're old. I don't think. I don't know. Maybe. You know, it's real. Yeah, and legendary is another nice one. Do you know what's funny yeah. about that, Louis? Yeah. So, so last last November, I was put in the National uh, Radio Hall of Fame. In September, well, they're putting me in the, very in the Minnesota Broadcasting Hall of Fame. But in July, I'm receiving the iconic brand award. What? Well, What's that? Oh, you didn't know about that? No, this is a new award. I have yeah, never KQR, heard of it. KQRS uh, uh, and uh, Scott and I are getting the iconic brand award at, uh, at uh, some convention. Oh, I think it's at the Conclave, actually. Oh, okay. So I guess that's it. That's a, a, I'm now iconic, and you're iconic, so both of us uh, are going to get rocking chairs, and that'll be that. That'll and be I'm also going to get a colonic. A colonic, <laughs> an iconic, and yeah. Is it a high colonic? I mean, remember when colonics, everybody, high colonic, is that the Indian version? Um, <laughs> high colonic. <laughs> um, isn't it, remember when the colonics were gigantic? Sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think everybody people still was doing do them, them to get, yeah, I think people get still thin. get ready. I hope, sir. Yeah, exactly, to get in that dress. Yep, you're 100% yeah. right. There's no getting around it. Um, I know I do to get the in the dress. That's what I do. Thank you. Well, that's right, because you wear dresses all the time now on set, so why yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah, it's always right? funny to me. Yeah, the whole idea still makes me laugh. Are those specially tailored? Those clothes? Yeah. That I wear? You know, they're, they're made by a woman. Uh, it's called Miles Ahead. She makes real clothes for real women. Really? And, yeah, it's a one, she's a really wonderful person, and she makes all of Chris, almost 99% of all the clothes that Christine wears. That's fantastic. Uh, the book, his fourth book, Hey Mom, Stories for My Mother, but you can read them too. Louie and I often talk about this, and Louie Anderson was a very good friend of my mother, actually. Yay. So it's a Toots. wonderful thing. Uh, Toots, old Toots, it's been 10 years. Can you believe it? She died 10 years ago. And, you know, for Amazing. me, it's been 26 years i think oh my 27, god no, 27 years i think i don't That's know unbelievable. it was it's, night it was it's, january it's, actually it was 28 years because it was january 4th 1990 there you go a, january 24th but 10 years you know it doesn't years. seem like it, it doesn't the time is just you know i still you know you just those people are such a part of you that you know you just feel so connected to them yeah, I mean, when I think of you and me and Toots sitting at, at a table in the lunchroom in the building where she lived, it seems like it was about six months ago. Well, I was just and telling my guy? parents. Go ahead. I was just telling them, um, we moved out of the Dayton house, what, 14 years ago now? 14 years ago, yeah. 14 years ago, and uh, despite that, um, if I'm dreaming that I'm home, I still I dream that I'm in that house. I never have a dream that I'm in any other house. Wow, it's very that's weird. That's some... 
Andy. That is amazing. What's up, dog? How's Andy? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> What's up, dog? I came in just for you. Yeah, you did. Andy, Andy you're showed up. Go ahead. No, no, you're up. Oh. I was just saying, I was that when I heard the voice of I go, who's that? And I go, oh, it's Andy. Andy, you sound like you're, you know, you're starting to like people. Uh-oh. Well, I just haven't gotten enough sleep. So I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little off. He's a little off his crabbiness. How well, so yeah, like uh, it's funny, Andy. That's significant that that's the house you dream of. That you don't dream of any other house. So that's yeah. that's kind of cool. I, I love that idea. And I, we were sitting in that with your mom, Tom. We were sitting in that that lunchroom, and the guys were uh-huh. hovering. Around, they were circling your mother like buzzards. And uh, <laughs> it was so. It was so funny. I go, what are they doing? They must know Tom. But no, it was his mother. And one of the guys said something, and your mom said, what'd she say, Tom? Oh, he just wants to... Scramble my eggs. Oh, my God. We died. You and I almost fell off the chairs. It was so... We did. It's true. It was so, so funny. It was wonderful. There's no doubt about it. So what... What inspired Hey Mom? I know that you were very close to your mother. How how long ago did you start writing Hey Mom? Has it been has it been the twenty eight years? April, no, no, April uh, of uh, twenty fifteen. I came. I was doing some sort of baskets event, and I came home, and I was thinking, you know, this is all nice and well, and I'm really happy that I've been so appreciated for this part. But I really need to write my mom and say, hey, thank you, and I'm thinking of you, and I'm sorry I haven't written sooner or talked to you, you know, like I should. You know, you you meant so much to me, and I just wanted to tell you that um, I'm playing you now on TV, and people right. seem, seem to love you, you know? Yeah, they seem and, to, uh, believe me. Everybody I know loves it. Uh, everybody kn- yeah. I know loves Christine. Seems to be the breakout character. Yep. Well, it just, what does that mean, Andy, the breakout character? I well, it's like, you know how uh, The Simpsons originally was supposed to be about Homer, but people just loved Bart so much that for like three, four seasons, everything was Bart. Oh. I think Christine is basically like that for the show. It's She's uh, one of the more popular characters that they probably didn't expect. Well, I had the most like, fun just... doing it. I can tell you that. I had the most fun doing it. I it would like imagine it probably was a lot of fun. It's still the most it's so much fun to play uh, Zach Galifianakis's mom. You know, when I get to, like, sometimes right. I'll be in an a- airport and I'll go, Chip, Chip. <laughs> and, pe- and people will look, turn around, and I'll turn around. Like, I don't know that what that is. And then it just makes me laugh because I just like, that just happened one day when we went, it was real quiet on the set and I just went, Chap, chap. Yeah. And it was so much fun to say. Some things are just fun to say. And in, indeed. And your mother's name was Arazella Anderson. Is that correct? Yeah. Isn't that amazing? What the, is is that a Scandinavian name? You know, I think it might be a Scandinavian name. And uh, but I don't know the Zella, what that's from. Yeah. And she was uh, her name was Proudy, I think. It was her right and Win- Windsor or Winter. Wins, you know, if you go way back, uh, right, and um, and then uh, I know that her relatives on my so that side of the family can be traced back to the Mayflower. Really? Yeah, they're the White family on the Mayflower. It's 
called, which is accurate because so, we're so white. Are they British? Were they British? Your mother was your mother British? Yeah, definitely, definitely British. Oh, okay, okay, that makes total. Yeah, that does make sense. Then the Orazella would. Yeah, that that I could see that being British. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, um, that would make sense, right? Yeah, absolutely, it does. What I like reading about, you know, hey, mom, stories from my mother, but you can read them too. Louis ruminates on his continued struggles with food, family, and forgiveness, as well as many things that have changed for the better. Do you think the food part of it, it and you and I have talked about this before uh, on your side and my side of things, that it was one of the few happy times in family life is to sit down and eat. Yeah. Right? And when you're poor. And it really was. It's what. It yep. was the it, it was the wealthy thing. I mean, it was hey, we have food yep. this week. Yes, it we was. have a roast. We have a roast with yeah. potatoes and carrots and onions. Hey, and guess what? We also have a chocolate cake because those Ooh. were the yeah. <laughs> that was a uh, you know that was important. Well, and I very, still very have those memories of I have memories like Andy. I always wake up and when I dream, I dream about a big pot roast in a blue blue <laughs> sure. a blue a blue oval pan with all the vegetables around it and the juice being poured out into a thing where my mom made gravy i just that yeah. that was that smell uh still permeates my my senses there is no doubt about that and then if you add on that if you were you ever you were a smoker at one time weren't you yeah for about 20 years yeah, that's the other part of it, that hand-to-mouth thing that smoking does, because both my mother and my father smoked. So I started smoking when I was 11 years old. So you oh take that God. happiness that food brings you and, you know, the, the comfort that food brings you, and you do the hand-to-mouth thing with the cigarettes, it's really, really tough to keep weight off, man. <laughs> it's, it's a bitch. Well, it is. I mean, you, you know, know, the significant thing about when you grow up in a family where people are addicted or have a problem with cigarettes, alcohol, yeah. food, you you ha- you're going to choose probably one of those things. And food seems like the thing that is always available. Harder to get, you know, cigarettes and alcohol and drugs. Easier to get food, and food is made so accessible nowadays. I mean, the five dollar box is at every restaurant. Yeah. You can get enough yep. food to feed feed your gullet, and also a big drink, <laughs> a big drink to go with it. And I definitely feel like it's a form of kind of like um, our. I mean, I think the epidemic in America is opiates, yes, but food is definitely yeah. a close second. I think. Oh, and I think in America, think, definitely. I have never seen more morbidly obese people than I have in the last couple of years. Yeah, it's true. It's Sometimes true. the seatbelt extension is not available on a plane because there's so many fat people on it. <laughs> we don't have I'm any just more. I'm <laughs> just, they have to, yeah, they have to yeah. call for more. They have to call for more or they can't take off. Nah, I, I've had it, I've I, had I, it happen. I, I, I think it is. It's, it's wonderful that you're so open and honest about that because a lot of people don't want to be open and honest about anything, but it, it helps other people to understand maybe the things that they're going through, some struggles they go through, where you know dad wasn't that close, but your mother and and you adored one another, and uh, that certainly is how I grew up, and it was, you know very very poor families and. Uh, I don't know. It's it's it, they're great reads for me. You start your very first book was about your father, wasn't it? 
Yeah, it was a necessity to write that book. It just started with, I was on the road yeah. and I started writing these letters to my dad because I was so mad at him for not loving right. me the way I needed to be loved. And then that turned yep. into a big book. Also made me aware my dad had a much worse life than me, so I was able to find some real forgiveness in it. And then, uh, you know, I, I just think, I, you know, I would have been, it would have been better for me not to share these books uh, show business-wise because people really don't want that stuff when they're in show business. Really? They don't really want, they don't really want you to paint that other side. They really don't. Mm, they want, especially comedians. They, they, especially comedians. They want it all to be happy and fun. I think especially in the 80s. That's what, really what I'm talking about there. But, um, but I, I always that felt true. the need. I always felt the need to get it out, and uh, and I always thought maybe it would help people. And I think it's wonderful. And I, you know, and I love. I love uh, if you know. I remember when Evil Knievel came up to me because he was a fan of mine. He came to my show, and then I saw him again after he came to my show, and I happened to give him uh, my book, Dear Dad. And when I when he came to the show. And when I saw him the next time, he said, I read your book, and I, I re- reconcile, reconciled with my son, Robbie, and we're closer than ever because yeah. of your book. Yeah. And I, I said, wow, that that's, yeah. and I said, that is worth it. It is. Louie, we appreciate your time again. Hey, Mom, stories Thank for my you. mother, but you can read them, too. And I'm going to be a book signing at the Mall of America. I just want to throw that in to plug it. Mall of America, the, four, the 14th, April 14th. The Saturday, April 14th. That'll be one. Maybe we can have. Are you going to be in town the whole weekend? I'm just going to be in there one day, but I'm coming back at the beginning of May. So I'm hoping we can all get together then. We will do it then. Thank you, sir. All right. I love you guys. Andy, thanks you for getting thank up. You. And Catherine, thank you for calling and keeping in touch with me all the time. I love you. Yeah, she and, does all uh, the time. Yes. I love you guys. Love you guys. Love you, too. Right. Lo- love everybody you're involved with, Pally. Thanks, Louis. All right. Thanks so much. Louis Anderson. The book is called Hey Mom, Stories for My Mother, but you can read them too. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan. I've started up another round at the new Nutramost Plymouth location, and those unwanted pounds are going fast. I've lost over 34 pounds. Nutramost is so easy, and they guarantee that you'll lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. Nutramost has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Nutramost of Plymouth is hosting a second free informational dinner. Learn how to have success losing weight just like me. Neil Sheehy, Nutramost client and owner who played nine years in the NHL and is an agent to some of the NHL's current top players will be at the dinner, and so will I, actually. It's Monday, April 30th, 6 p.m. at Jake City Grill in Plymouth, located around the corner from Nutramost, just off Highway 55 and 494. Space is limited. Call 763-333-7337 to register. That's 763-333-7337. I'm here with my real estate agent, Chris Lindahl. And after seeing what he did for me, I asked if he had something that would help our listeners. Chris, what do you got? We have something very special for KQ listeners. April 16th through the 18th, the Chris Lindahl team is hosting our SellerWorkshop.com series, where we're going to teach you how to net between thirty dollars to $60,000 more on your home sale. And the best part is it's absolutely free. So that sounds great, Chris, but what's the catch? Tom, here's what I'll share with you. The number one core value at the Chris Lindahl team is to be generous. I have a teaching degree, and this is my passion to educate homeowners in the Twin Cities 
on how to sell your house the right way so you don't end up leaving tens of thousands of dollars on the table going through the traditional real estate process. So go to sellerworkshop.com for times and locations and to sign up for your free ticket. The seller workshops are happening April 16th through the 18th. Seating is limited and trust me, they sell out fast. Visit sellerworkshop.com or call 763-401-SOLD. If you haven't already, make sure to check out the best of the Tom Bernard Show brought to you by Brad Sean Bryant or as he's known, the backup to my hard drive, every Saturday at noon for highlights from the past week and classic moments from our vault. I think people just get stuck. I know I do. I wait until I was 64 to start eating healthy. <laughs> I figure, man, if I could still be, you know, my heart, I just go, thank you, heart. I love you. You know, plus I've already eaten every single thing, so... You know, every single thing, everything. People will say to me, do you have that? I had that before anyone had it. (laughs) I ate that in the 60s. (laughs) I was putting Fritos in my Sloppy Joes in the 60s. All right, Taco Bell. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Taco Bell. Who doesn't want a crunch wrap? (laughs) First of all, it looks like my grandma's old leather coin purse. <laughs> Louis Anderson, ladies and gentlemen. We have back-to-back legends on the show today. Louis Anderson uh, just talking about his book, Hey Mom, a book for my mother, but you can read it too. And Angela Santomero with us. Uh, preschool Clues, raising smart, inspired, and engaged kids in a screen-filled world from the co-creator of Blues Clues and creator of Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. My God, Angela, you kept my kids busy when they were <laughs> when they were seven and nine years old. So I want to thank you and up front, right at the beginning of the interview. Yeah, Louis Anderson was just on talking about uh, you know family and growing up poor and uh, growing up with a father who didn't show much love and a mother who showed a lot of love and. Uh, yeah, uh, raising smart, inspired, and engaged kids in a screen-filled world, it's gotten to be much harder, hasn't Angela? You know, I think so. I mean, I think there's just so much to choose from now, right? And so many, you know, with this, just with all the screens all around us, it's like, what do we choose? How do we choose? Where the, where's the information on, on how to decide what's good for my kid or not good for my kid? I think that that's really what the book is about, is trying to pull out some of these nuggets so that you can choose, we can choose critically about what we want to put on for our kids. It is so amazing. We are, we are talking to Angela Santomero about her book, Preschool Clues, Raising Smart, Inspired, and Engaged Kids in a Screen-Filled World. I, just yesterday, Angela was talking to a friend, and he said he has a three-year-old uh, grandchild, grandson, and he picks up uh, a bottle, a can, a pair of scissors, a shoe, and every one of them puts up to his ear, and he goes, hello, hello, <laughs> everything is a phone to this kid. Uh, that's just that's what he sees, I guess. Is everybody's constantly on their phone? Well, it's better than everything being food, I guess. Yeah, it's better than everything being food, like it was in in Louis and my generation. That's very very true. So, what do we do now? So we have. I I, I should also throw in that our Catherine is on the uh, the show. Our son Andy is here. That was the other voice you just heard, and our daughter Alex is on the show many days, but she is. Uh, at this point, seven months pregnant. She has a uh, two-year-old, and she's about to oh. have another baby coming up. Uh, Congratulations. Well, thank you very much. But are these kids, 
these kids have any shot. Hopefully, hopefully they do because my God, with Twitter and Facebook and and all Instagram and I don't know Snapchat even around anymore. I yeah, I believe. Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel like these are the kids that are going to change the world. Like these I these hope kids so. are so right. They kids, they're so savvy. They they're very interested um, and interesting, and they have a voice. And I guess I'm hoping that as little ones that we're constantly for the little ones for the preschoolers as they're growing up in this world with phones and screens and everything all around us is that we learn how to use them and we use them and turn it around as a tool for us as parents. And, and you know, what the book does is pull out all those formal features that I put in the show mm-hmm. because I find them as philosophies that for life for preschoolers, right, in terms of playing. You know, no matter what with those screens, kids are loving to play dramatic play, right, on the floor with toys, with props, because they, you know, can pretend everything and they're the ones in charge. And so what I want to do is make sure that we're demanding high-quality media that lets them go outside and play, lets them be creative and dramatic. And I find it really exciting that, that a kid is going to pick up a shoe and put it to his ear and pretend that it's a phone. Like, I love that pretend play. Yeah, well, that, and that's exactly what it is. I, I did want to ask you about, specifically about clue number two, pause, an intentional four-beat pause after a question enables a preschooler to find her voice. Do we have, do we have time for that now? Are we going to make time for that now? I hope so. Well, I think that's why it's in there. It's a philosophy, you know, and I think that we have to do it. And I think that we all need to pause in general, right? I think that there's a lot of ways we can interpret that. But even just when we're asking somebody a question, I don't care how old you are. If you don't pause to look at them and want to know what they have to say, it's, you know, what what does that do to their self-esteem or, you know, it's just, it's just, it's really hurts our, our little ones in terms of their growth. And so for us, it's just that preschoolers take longer to process that information. But when mm-hmm. we do wait, and four beats is a really long time. Like on TV, they thought we were crazy, you know, four <laughs> beats of blank time, yeah. you know. But, like, they're talking back because we're listening. And then I, I just feel strongly that kids learning that they have an, a, a voice and we care, that's going to carry them throughout life. Yeah, that makes complete sense. We, I, I just, uh, I work out of uh, five different studios. I also do a morning show, so I spend about ten hours a day on on the air. Uh, so we we do a lot of a lot of FaceTime, which is I really love the fact that FaceTime is available. I really do. Uh, it's wonderful. But uh, <laughs> my granddaughter, who will be uh, two years old on uh, May twenty sixth. She calls me Bop Bop. She's uh, she's trying to say Papa, but she it comes out Bop Bop. And now, and I don't know, it just started about a week or two ago, and I don't know why she did this, but now whenever she sees me on FaceTime, she goes Bop Bop. <laughs> she's kind of changed the inflection and the tone, and I don't know why she decided, I have to do this now. I I have to have a different greeting for my grandfather. <laughs> I don't know what that's all about, but it, it, she goes, blah, blah. It's very sweet. It's very, very touching, very sweet. Um, I think we're talking about a situation here when, when you know, Catherine – uh, Andy and Alex's mother and um, my wife for, for 34 years, I've known Catherine for 37 years, did a really good job with that whole situation, allowing the children to enjoy watching Blue's Clues and Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood and you know the Sesame Streets of the world, but not as um, 
time for downtime for her. It was like, you guys go watch TV so I can do whatever I want to do. That's not how it happened at all. Uh, we were engaged and involved in it. She was. I was off, you know, running around the country doing voiceover or radio or doing whatever. Um, so she was always engaged with them and involved with them. And uh, one of the things that I really miss is sitting and watching television with, with the kids or taking them to the, the latest movie uh, for children. The, the stimulation that it gives them, and, and it builds their imagination. It, I love that part of it. Do, do most people see it that way? Yeah, I think so, and I think you touched on the interactivity, too, with FaceTime. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. It changed the game for me, too, because yeah. I think that, you know, that level of interactivity when kids are really little, um, they, and that's part of the pause chapter, too, when they're really little, right? The fantasy and reality distinction isn't, isn't quite there yet, and so they can believe it, but if you can truly talk to your pop-pop, that's like, or pop-pop, that's like, that's it, you know, that's like, that's like a dream come true, you know, and then that interaction of either the warm and cozy being able to spend the time and watching something with your child, it's been proven, right, that the education just soars when you do that, but you also, if you don't have somebody there with you, you want to know that the media or the shows that you're putting on for your child knows preschoolers so that they can guide them, like as a trusted guide, quote-unquote, through whatever it is that we're, the story is that we're talking about. You know, I always say that it's like opening up the door to your living room and you're letting these characters in. Right. Like we, we want to make sure that, you know, we want to have dinner with them. Like we want to make sure we like them um, because you're right, the imagination is a big piece of it. We want to we wanna make sure that we're fostering that creativity and that imagination um, as well in terms of positive role models and, and good characters. You know, it's really interesting thinking back. This your com- My conversation with you is making me think back to my childhood because television... Uh, I've been doing doing radio now for 48 years, and so it'll give you an idea of you know my basic basically my age. I started you know when I was when I was 18, so there you have it. But <laughs> my only contact, one grandfather, I had no contact with. I would see him, but uh, he once told me on my 16th birthday that he would dance on my grave. So that's the kind of guy he was. Mm-hmm. Really pleasant guy. And my other grandfather, the only time I ever had contact with my father's father was I would sit next to him and watch wrestling on television on Saturday nights. That's the only contact. So even way back then, the television, at least it was some stimulation and it was something to share because I never sat and talked to either one of my grandfathers. It never happened. The only contact was sitting and watching professional wrestling with my one grandfather. So I guess it's been something that that I looked forward to all the way back then. So now it's got to be so much better and so many different things. As we said, whether it's FaceTime or whatever, it's a much better situation now, isn't it? Well, you know, and it's also so interesting because it is that power, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I think the fact that you still remember that and that warm and fuzzy or that that association with your grandfather is kind of the key, right? I think whenever we give that level of time or bonding or respect to our preschoolers, they're going to remember it forever because we're sharing something, right? We're sharing that experience. And so with the media, what I like to talk about is like a healthy green smoothie so that we're choosing this this good media that we like that we can then talk about with our kids, that we share in it with our kids, you know, so that we're part of that 
pretend play if they want to talk about what did Daniel do today, you know, because now we're part of their experience, and it just makes things stickier for them because they become so emotional about it, you know, by being able to talk about it with you. And I always say parents are the stars of preschoolers' favorite show, right? Because all they want to do is watch you all the time. You know, it's interesting about that. that. You're absolutely right about that because one of my great memories of my son who's sitting five feet to my right right now, he's 31 years old now, but I remember when he was about four years old, his uh, his grandfather, my wife's father, his grandfather and I and, and Andy were out in the yard. It was a windy day, and he was flying a kite. And all of a sudden, Andy looked. And Andy, you're not going to remember this because you were so young. No. <laughs> but the kite was flying. And all of a sudden, he looked up at me and stuck his right foot up in the air and said, Dad, the kite string's wrapped around my tootsie. <laughs> and I will never forget that. Just even that any, uh, whether it's a kite or it's FaceTime or it's sitting watching television with kids or whatever it is. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That connection, because I, I did not, i got to be honest with you, I thought both my grandfathers were jerks, to tell you the truth, because mm. I, no, I had no conversations with them. Mm. Uh, but now for a child to... to 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 look at things uh, in a, a whole different, like you said, in a, it's part of the title. In a screen filled world, it can be a much much better thing. I, I think it's wonderful, think so. actually. Oh, uh, I'm glad. I think so too. Great clues. How many? Uh, you, you, I'm, I'm looking at seven of them right now, and they're really well. Just the words: play, pause, repeat, think, resolve, respect, help. Not a lot of that went on uh, back when I was a kid, but, but uh, you're talking a couple of generations ago. So it's wonderful. The book is called Preschool Clues, Raising Smart, Inspired, and Engaged Kids in a Screen-Filled World. I'm, I love the fact, because you've kind of cheered me up, because it scares me that we are so, we're overly connected on places like Twitter and Facebook. There's too much connection there, too many opportunities for people to be really mean and not have to pay for it. But then I also am sent messages that my daughter posted a picture of my granddaughter or my wife posted a picture of her birthday cake because it was her birthday last uh, Saturday. The wonderful things about it. So uh, thank you for pointing out the wonderful things about it. It We we have to focus on that, right? Because if not, it's such a slippery slope. And I think that's the research, too, about the positive effects of media and just keeping to try to promote those. Well, so I thank you, you too. Thank, well, thank you for, for Blue's Clues and, and, and Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood, because as I said, uh, you made my children very happy, which makes me happy. <laughs> so I appreciate Aww, great. Thank you, Angela. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Angela Santomero, the book is called Preschool Clues Raising Smart, Inspired, and Engaged Kids in a Screen-Filled World. And I'm very serious about that, actually. I worry so much about uh, all the negativity that's on the internet and you know all the facebooks of the world and the and the and the you know twitter i wish our president would get the hell off of twitter that would be really nice if he would do that so to be cheered up about social well not necessarily social media but a screen filled world is the way that uh, angela put it to be cheered about that is a uh, it made my day it's great she seemed very very pleasant thanks for listening have a great weekend tom bernard show Thank you.